Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from a 30-year trade show expert on some advanced tips and tricks for making your product a huge success selling at a hardware trade show. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Jim Ceramac to the show. Jim has spent over 30 years helping hardware companies educate, navigate, and conquer, selling their hardware products at hardware trade shows. He's also the founder of Trade Show University, an organization that educates and consults small businesses on winning at trade shows, including his new video series, which answers seven key questions on how to tackle the show. Today, Jim is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers can plan for launching or scaling your hardware product at a hardware trade show, and how to maximize success when it comes to managing your trade show booth at the show itself. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Jim. Welcome back to the show. Oh, Kevin, this is an honor, an honor and super excited to talk to you and your audience. Well, last time we talked about launching a new consumer product to the market. And uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, it's amazing. It talks about the value of trade shows and especially to launching a consumer product. But what we're going to talk about today is taking it one step further, not just how to launch a consumer product at trade shows, but really how to gain exposure and make it a big hit. So maybe it is your first trade show, or maybe you're thinking about trade shows in the future of launching or scaling your product, or maybe you've been to some trade shows and have either had some success or some failures. Jim, today is going to give you some insights as to how to beat the odds in the trade show game and some of the tips and tricks from somebody who's been doing this a long time. First of all, congrats, Jim. I know you just went through a long process. I know it's a lot of work. You've actually completed a full video series around this topic and have actually launched it live and you've done it for free, which is very appreciated as always. Absolutely. The first video is out. There's going to be more coming, but that video is all around how to pick the right trade show. So if anyone listening right out there that you're considering trade shows and you're like, well, which one do I go to. So obviously there's a lot of research involved there, but I go through seven questions that you have to ask yourself and have the show answer for you on how to pick the right show. So it's fantastic. It's super valuable. Well, that's great. And you know, we'll touch on some of those things today, but of yeah. course, that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you want the full stuff, you got to go listen to the videos yeah. here. And if you're doing a trade show, you know, a ton of time and effort goes into them. So this is really valuable content to understand the basics around it, to plant the seed. And then of course, you'll go on and work hard to figure out all that planning that goes into a great trade show. So let's kick it off, Jim. Where do we start? Well, if you're considering going to a show, I mean, just some of the basics, you got to know why you're going. Why are you going? Obviously, if you're launching a new product or maybe you've already launched it and you're trying to get that additional exposure, a trade show is, in my opinion, bar none, the most effective, most efficient marketing tool you have available anywhere. I will argue that with people all day long. <laughs> hopefully not argue. Hopefully we're, we become friends. But it is definitely because there's so many opportunities. First of all, if you pick the right show, your ultimate target audience is at that show. If they're not at that show, that's not the right show for you. That's one of the things that we talk about in the video series, but pick the right show because your target audience is there. And whoever that is, maybe you're looking for distributors, maybe you're looking for retailers, maybe you're doing direct to consumer, whatever it is, make sure that your target audience is at that show. And if they're there, you have more of those there in one place in one period of time than you will find 
anywhere else. You could spend months and months trying to do marketing of every type. You will not have the same potential exposure as you are at a trade show. So for example, if you're going to the hardware show, the same people that are there to shop the big brands and you know what they are, you know, whatever they are in your space, whether that is a Stanley or it's a, a Bosch or a Milwaukee Tools or whatever part of hardware you're in, the same people that are there to, uh, to see those guys are walking right in front of you. So how do you get in their viewpoint is by just grabbing their attention and doing it in an effective ways. And the same thing goes for the buyers from Lowe's and Home Depot and all these other places are right there at the show. So you have that opportunity like you can have nowhere else at a trade show. That's number one. That's why you, you go there. First of all, figure out why you're going and then you got to set some goals as to what are we trying to accomplish while we're there. And you need to get people down as far through the sales funnel as you possibly can. I don't know where that is for you. If you haven't figured out what your sales funnel is yet, we're just trying to get leads and we're going to follow up on those to qualifying those leads to, can I write an order or an initial order or set up appointments, whatever that is, get them as far down as you possibly can right there at the trade show and have a way to do that. Don't just go into it guessing and hoping that it's going to lead there. You've got to have that orchestrated ahead of time. So a couple things just to get you prepared, because it's a lot of work. Like you said earlier, Kevin, it's a lot of work at these shows, not just getting all your display pieces and your literature and all that together, but having that plan and have everyone in your booth locked and loaded, ready to go to engage people while you're there at the show. It, it could be a make or break really for a product. Well, and so many hardware products have made it. You've got a number of clients alone that have had their product launches, let alone scale-up opportunities at trade shows. Yeah. One of the things that people don't really realize, I think, in terms of the sheer caliber of these trade shows is just how many product buyers are there. Now, this yeah. is their job. Their job is to go to the trade show. And at the end, they're going to have to give a report to their boss and mm -hmm. say, I went to the trade show, I walked all over the place, I met a whole bunch of people, and you're going to really think I'm a hero because here's the new products that I have made connections with. Yeah. That's somebody's job. So as much as you're going there to pitch your new invention idea, keep in mind, there's thousands of people on the floor of this trade show who their job is the exact inverse of that. They're there to buy what you're selling. Yeah. So that's the power of trade shows in, in such a very quick and immediate way that gives you the idea that, okay, I want to be at a trade show. And of course, as you said, Jim, then trying to figure out why you're there and which trade show you should actually go to. Yeah. All of this should happen, in my opinion, as far in advance as humanly possible. Remember, these yes. shows run every year. One of the things that we hear clients all the time, we're doing the design and engineering and prototyping on a product, and they say, ah, you know what? I just came across CES, and I want to launch there, and it's coming up in three months. Let's go. That's way, way too late to the game. <laughs> that is so aggressive. <laughs> at least for this year, right? Yeah, but you might right. be in a really good position to start thinking about what you're going to do at the show next year. Yeah. So that's where we want to think about planning really far in advance, further in advance than you've probably planned for almost anything else in yes. life. Put that not years in advance to when you're planning that trade show, at least in your mind. And then as you get closer and closer, you got to ramp this up. Really interested to hear with you today is that ramp up period. So as you're getting toward there, make sure, are you going to take orders? Make sure you have a way to take orders. Make sure you know your lead times. Make sure you know all the basics because those are all the questions. What's your pricing? What's your distributor pricing, your wholesale pricing? All that stuff. How quickly can we get this into our stock? Make sure you know all the answers to those questions. Don't go in there going, um, uh, um, because if you have a the potentially largest customer of your 
business existence in front of you asking these questions. They're interested and you don't want to flub it. You don't want to mess up. So make sure you understand exactly what everything that you have. And then be very clear in your branding, in your messaging. Do not be vague. Don't think you have to say everything on your banners, on your literature, on your display pieces behind you because no one's going to read it. People do not read all the little, little type. Be big and bold with what makes you different. Because if you're there, maybe your competitors are there. Maybe there's a competitive product or things that you have now created an innovative spin on an existing product. Talk all about the innovation. Don't worry about the stuff that you share in common with your competitors. Talk all about why you're different and those benefits that companies are going to get. And then also speak their language. So if you're talking to a wholesaler, you could say, we have products in stock now. We are ready to ship now. We do drop ship. We do, whatever is important to your target audience, talk about that stuff because that's who you're trying to grab, grab their attention. They may not care about all the little specific features and benefits of, of your product, but they might want to know what's going to make it easy to do business with you with supply chain issues and everything that we know is going on all over the world. If you're in stock, that might be a huge advantage that you have over your competitors. I don't know what it is for you, but uh, make sure you understand what are those advantages and make sure you are ready at the show. The next thing you want to make sure you're doing is plenty of pre-show marketing and making those connections with people that you want to get their attention. So if you know that there's going to be a specific buyer from a, a retail chain or a wholesaler that's going to be there at the show, connect with them. Try to find out who's going to be there. LinkedIn is a great way to do this. Just to go on LinkedIn, do a search on the company name, start scanning through what is the, the positions that you want to reach with someone in purchasing, the president of the company, whatever it is, depending on the company, and then reach out to them, make those connections, try to get an appointment with them. Hey, please stop by our booth. I've got a special uh, demo for you. I've got this. Talk to them and try to set up that appointment ahead of time because once people get there, their appointment books get completely filled. They're inundated with appointment requests, dinner requests, and all this kind of stuff. So try to do as much as you can to fill up your calendar ahead of time and make those important connections well in advance of the show so that when you get there, you are rocking and rolling and you've got all those connections already made. A lot of the planning, preparing, but when you get to the show, that's where the magic happens. All the stuff that you've done, it's too late to go back and do anything else. You're right there at the show and it's all about engagement. It's all about engagement because that person, that buyer, that ultimate person that you've never met before could be your best potential customer ever is there's walking past your booth. They're not even looking at your booth. You've got to grab the attention of people because you don't know who that is. That might be their only time going past your booth. So if you don't grab their attention, you could be doing them a disservice and definitely you a disservice. And what do you say when people are walking past your booth? I know we don't want to bother anybody. You know, what do you say when people are walking past your booth? Have one or two really quick questions that are going to grab someone's attention and qualify them. Okay. You want to make sure that they're qualified, that they're the person that you really want to talk to. If they're not qualified, then just let them go. That's okay. You don't need to talk to people that are never going to purchase your product or anything like that. Well, I want to highlight a couple of things that you mentioned in the planning phase, which is really helpful, especially the startup clients that I've seen, but also a lot of the scale-up companies or companies that are looking to expand their exposure. You mentioned understanding what you have to sell. Easiest thing you can do to prepare for this is have your own one page, maybe front side only or front and back side, but a one 
page sell sheet. It yes. has this key information on it because it might not be just you that's at the trade show booth. You might have staff there. You might have colleagues. You might have business partners. Whatever your situation might be at the trade show, know that everybody might not have all the answers that you have. So it's really important that you write this stuff down and keep it simple. That comes to your second point that you mentioned about planning your marketing pitch. What are you actually going to sell? Keep it simple. Less is more. You really want to highlight just your one or two key features, your competitive advantages, your pain points that you're solving, the opportunities that you're creating, but not listing all this stuff. And I see it quite often, especially with hardware startups, when they're designing the backdrop of what's going to be behind their booth. Even if it's just a small 10 foot by 10 foot booth, yep. they look at this yeah. 10 foot by, let's say six foot square behind them, six foot high, 10 feet wide. And they say, yeah. great, we can put paragraphs of information, <laughs> all kinds of images, <laughs> videos. I'm going to get a TV that's showing video reels of testimonials and all this sort of stuff. But attention spans are critically low. And Jim, we'll talk about that in a moment because I want to get into the depths of what you can do on the floor. Yeah. But right now talking about planning, the key is to write, it down, plan as far ahead as possible, think big and bold, plan your meetings in advance. It also makes a trade show so much easier when you already know that you're say 50% booked, or you know that there's already a handful of exciting prospects that said that they might come by your booth, or at least gave some kind of interest, right? That's already yeah. established before, beforehand. All of these things can be planned the year prior to leading up to that actual trade show. Before yes. we get into the actual nuggets of the trade show, I just want to ask you about logistics of okay. the booth and this sort of stuff, because that's one of the things that are fairly daunting to folks. What have you seen are some best practices around choosing a booth design? How big should you really go as a hardware startup? What do you need to show? Because I think everyone's inundated by these images of General Motors and Ford and uh. all these companies at CES <clears throat> with these like multi-million dollar installations. And, and you think there's no way I can compete with that. But from everything I've seen at trade shows, it's completely unnecessary to go big with your splash, let's say, your, right. your PR splash or your media splash physically on location if you simply have a great product to sell. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Don't think you're competing with, like you said, the GMs or the Sony or the Nintendos of the world, you know, that they're going to outspend you by a hundred times and have staffs way bigger than you can ever imagine. Don't worry about that. The buyers that are looking, and you mentioned this earlier, buyers, they're looking for innovative new products. They're searching out the 10 by 10 booths. They're looking up and down those aisles to see what is new and what's innovative. And so making your booth as attractive as possible, again, doing a lot of that pre-show marketing, reaching out to, to people, doing your social media posts, getting people excited about coming to see your booth, reaching out to your current customers, your prospects, all that kind of stuff to get the traffic to your booth and make it your messaging super clear, super simple have it focused on your differentiation. And then it's it's all about the engagement. But you brought something up and I'll share a story of uh, one of my clients who just launched an innovative bathroom product at KBiz this year, which is the kitchen bath industry show, massive show. So this uh, think of any name you can think of in the kitchen and bath and plumbing world, they're there. And so he came to me and he, he's like, I've got a 10 by 10 booth already booked, but I got approval from my board to spend more money. And so they gave me an extra five 
five grand. And so for that five grand, I could either double the size of my booth, go, go to a 10 by 20, or I could spend that on marketing. He goes, what should I do? And I, without hesitation, I just said, get a bigger booth because you have now a better opportunity to grab the attention of the people that you're there to see way more than you could spend $5,000 in marketing, Kevin, you know, you could spend that in a heartbeat and get nothing from it. Here, you have that opportunity to grab the attention and he just rocked it. So he had, you know, brought in a few more of his, uh, his products, put them into uh, a design where it looked like they were in an apartment, looked like they were in a home and he made them working. They all had working water going through them. So he, he spent a little bit of extra money to make sure he had that. He got, had the water hook up and all that, but he had be, by getting the bigger booth, he was also able to get a better booth placement. So that was part of the thought as well. So instead of, he was originally tucked back further and now he was able to not only get a closer to the entrance, closer to the main aisle, but he also got into the new product pavilion. He got extra exposure. So there, there's a tip for anybody going to do a show, reach out to the show, uh, the show managers and say, Hey, do you have any sort of showcase, anything? We're launching a new product. Do you do anything? A lot of these shows, especially if they're industry focused or hardware focused or product focused, they want to show the world what's new at our show. And so you might have an opportunity. It doesn't cost you a penny to be able to put your product, maybe even do demos, have it up for best new product awards, be able to give a pitch to some of the industry veterans. There's so many opportunities that you have. Anyway, going back to uh, my client, going to that 10 by 20, and he brought uh, one or two more people so that he had the coverage. And that's the thing is that when you are at this mammoth show and you've got tons of people walking past, if you only have one or two people working, you're going to miss so many people. So double your chances, bring a colleague. It doesn't have to be anyone that even works for your company, but someone you trust, someone that's engaging and train them on what to say on, on how to engage people and bring them in. And then if you get to a point where they can't answer a question, then you can turn them over to you. You want to take advantage of every possible person that's walking past your booth. And that's what he was able to do. He brought in more samples, more things for people to think about and look at and try. And then one golden nugget, I'll shut up for a second, is, and this is a tip that I absolutely love what we did, is that when someone came up and anyone could do this, You've got your cell phone in your pocket at all times. So someone comes up and they start looking at your product and they start going, wow, I really like this. I love this application. They start saying something positive about your product or how they would use your product. Say, hey, can you take a second? Can I videotape this? Is that okay? Can I give a quick a recording of uh, what you're saying right now? Yeah, just say your name and, and who you're with and just say those exact words again. And then take out your phone. And now all of a sudden, what do we want when we're launching a new product? You can't have enough testimonials, good testimonials from people in the industry. And he got some people from the industry association itself saying, wow, we love this. And then he put this huge reel together of 30 different testimonials and he put it on his website, but you can, now you have social media tools for months that you can launch one, you know, one every couple of days, a new testimonial, new testimonial from people in the industry, from people who are major buyers. So he did that so effectively and came back and just had all these great tools to further get the, the public uh, all excited and all lathered up about the products. That is a super valuable tip. Jim, much appreciated for you and sharing that because anybody with a hardware product can do this at their show. Yeah. In fact, you can do it not at the show as well. Keep that in yeah. mind. If you meet somebody great and they love what you're doing, get them to talk about it. What, yeah. what do they like about it? And especially at a situation like this, or it could be a networking event or an industry event, 
whatever else, where you have qualified people that are in the industry as real buyers talking about what they like about the product. This isn't just somebody that was walking by that you're doing these impromptu in-person marketing studies with or customer survey studies or potential interest studies. This is real industry professionals that are on the floor, right? And that is so powerful. I love to hear that that worked out really well for them. And then they use that. They essentially created an asset out of the event that they could use essentially forever. Yeah. And it was free, free, real time. And people that are excited about your product, they're more than happy to tell the world why they like it. And if they don't want to say anything, then that's fine. Don't berate them or anything like that. Just, oh, thanks for, oh yeah, no, you don't want to say anything. That's fine. You don't want to go on, on video saying this. That's okay. You're going to have a lot of people that will, that'd be happy to uh, to share a, f- a few seconds while they're right there at the show. You're not reaching out afterwards. Hey, what'd you think about our product? No, it's real time and it's powerful. It is really, really powerful seeing people going, wow, I want to put this in every one of my stores. He had people going, I, I own 1,300 apartment uh, units. I want to put these in every one of them. I mean, just wow. stuff like that was just so powerful. Let's talk about other uh, tips on the floor. So you're there, you've got your booth, and you're trying to attract people. What are some of the best practices for both you and your team in working with people that are coming by? Yeah. I would say speed. If you're at a big show, especially speed is your best friend. So have those couple of, a uh, couple of questions that will qualify people and ask that question right up front. You don't want to talk to somebody. If, if you're only looking to go to a distributor, you don't want to talk to the general public and you don't want to talk to a retailer. Maybe you want to talk to just distributor. Then that's your main question. Hey, are you a distributor? Yes, I am. Okay. And then you can follow up with another question that further qualifies them or brings them into your booth where you can start that good conversation, but go through quickly to find out what it is that they're looking for, why they're they're at the show. Would they be interested in a new innovative product? So have those couple of quick questions that qualifies them, capture their information. And you can do this in about 90 seconds by capturing their information and then just say, are there any quick questions? Otherwise, I want to let you go. And depending on what you're trying to do, if you're trying to get them to a sale, then obviously that's going to be a little bit longer conversation. But if you're just trying to get a qualified lead, then you bring them in, give them the information, maybe give them that that one-page sell sheet about your product. You capture their contact information. Can I reach out to you next week? Or when's a good time for me to reach out to you? Write that down. Okay, great. I'll follow up with you in two weeks. I would love to get on the phone with you and we'll go from there. How's that sound? Okay, this is a huge show. I want to let you go. People are appreciative that they're not being trapped (laughs) into a conversation. And if they have questions, let them ask their questions. But if they don't, don't keep them around and continue to talk to them. Because I've heard salespeople before, you talk them into a sale and you talk them right out as you keep on talking. So let them go. So that's a great best practice. Just to have those couple of questions, have everybody armed with the exact same questions so that you're quickly going and everyone feels comfortable and confident in going out and, and engaging with those people as they're walking past. And don't make any judgments. Just talk to everybody. Talk to everybody that are going past. Another thing that I would say is as a team, come together and say, what are the top questions we're getting asked about our product or about our company? And come up with answers for all the, the top 20 questions that are the most common questions you're getting. That could be something about the product, about the features, the benefits. It could be things about lead time, about you know, where's the product manufactured, about you know, whatever is important to your product, whatever those top questions are, and then give answers to everybody on your team, have them study up so that there's none of that. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. But I think we got to ask Kevin, Oh, he's in the middle of a conversation. You know, can you come back later? You don't want any of that. You want to be sharp and on it. And if you study those questions 
And those answers, you're probably going to have answers to just about any question that may even come out of left field. So study those. So everybody's prepared. You're on top of it and you're going to get the best results possible the more you do that. Last thing I'll, I'll say as far as one more thing about working the show, if you have a small company and it's just you, say you're an inventor and you have this new product, do not work the show by yourself. Even if you have a little 10 by 10 booth, don't work by yourself. Get a trusted colleagues, somebody you've worked with, a vendor that would be willing to come with you, somebody. Because if you're by yourself, you are missing so much. If you get into that one conversation, then there's nothing else that's going on. And all these people are walking past it. You're missing. Oh, no, I appreciate that a lot. I think the most important thing, and it's really difficult, especially for an owner, operator, inventor to do, is to just be quiet about your product. It's it's so <laughs> yeah. difficult because when you do finally have that that distributor that rolls up and they're interested, yeah. you get so energized and captivated. It's exciting. It's special. And yes. they're asking you questions. But understand that they're being polite and you are likely holding them there too long. Know that most people are not placing a purchasing decision at the show, unless of course they prearrange it with you. That does happen. Right. Sometimes there are those types of meetings that are happening at the show, but almost always those are those are handled in advance, yeah. planned in advance, and then set for a specific meeting time, meeting room, or at the booth or whatever else. If somebody's coming by, you just need to capture their information. If they're interested, of course, be polite, answer their questions, but you also need to get them out as quick as they need to also get out because you have yeah. other people that are potentially waiting. Even if it seems like you've got a good fish on the line, know that that may or may not work out. Be polite, collect their information, be quick and then get on to the next person. Yeah. Let them go and they'll let you move on. And especially if they're more experienced at trade shows, they get it and you get it. Yeah. You've captured the information. And that's a big one as well. A lot of people, when they get caught up in the excitement of a really good conversation, they forget to get the card because they think, <laughs> yes. oh, they were so interested. I gave them my brochure and my business card. They're for sure going to call me back because we had such a great call. Know that that person just went home with hundreds of pamphlets and business yes. cards and stuff in their bag. They yeah. might even lose it. You never know, right? That yeah. That is not to be relied on. What you need to be sure is that you both have your information. And I like how you mentioned to take your notes. So figure out a way that you're going to note, bring two types of pens, a normal pen for writing on normal <laughs> business cards and a Sharpie for writing on something else that they might hand you. Because the pen doesn't <laughs> always work, right? So you've got to have yeah. those in your back pocket. You've got a notepad that you're taking or you're writing on people's actual business cards on the back of them or their yeah. brochures or whatever else, but make sure you're tracking that information because what you'll find after the show, especially if it's the first show you've done, you will not remember the important things you thought you would remember. That's for because sure. So much happens by the time you get to day three, you forgot even about your best conversations from day one. Yeah. You've got to note that stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you one more super tip about taking notes. This is could be a really powerful marketing thing, a really powerful follow-up tool. And this is for your the best conversations you've had. You just had a great conversation. You definitely want, or want to follow up with this person. They're that, like you said, they're that hot prospect. So as soon as they've left the booth, pull out your phone and just look in the camera and go, Bob Smith from ABC Distributors. Bob, wow, we just had the best conversation. I loved what we talked about. We talked about our product and how you can bring our product into your portfolio portfolio. And I am so looking forward to our conversation. We're going to have in a couple of weeks, I'm going to follow up with you, but man, it was really great to talk with you. And I'm looking forward to our, our next conversation, a quick 30 second video. And now that is your follow-up tools. So you can send that into an, in an email to them as the follow-up and you remembered, and you could reiterate what you just talked about. You've got that great tool, not only as a, your notes for follow-up, but you now have a, a cool follow-up marketing tool that you could send to them as well. 
Jim, these are pro tips. This has been a very <laughs> valuable episode. That's like, right. I bet yeah. Very few people actually do all of the things we're talking about here on the show. Oh yeah. So very, what an easy advantage. Yeah. Even if you're just a home inventor startup going to your first show, you could become pro just by listening to these tips. And of course, if you want to dig further, Jim just released that full video course. Jim, talk a bit about that and where people can find that uh, free course and how you're rolling out those episodes. Sure, absolutely. If anyone wants the, that video course, you just all you have to do is go to my website, tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z, right on the homepage. Actually, you'll probably have one of those pop-up boxes come up that's going to say, hey, free video course. It is how to pick the right trade show. You just drop your email in there. And after you do that, you'll get an email back from me with the link and the immediate access to that video. And then there's going to be more videos coming only to subscribers or the email newsletter. That's it. It's, I go through the seven questions you need to answer. And this can make or break because I've worked with companies where we were at the wrong show. It was the right companies but the wrong level of people there, the decision makers weren't there. It was all these lower level people that were there because they were getting CEU courses and credits for attending all the seminars. And so uh, it was just a bust or it was just the absolute wrong show. For whatever reason, you want to make sure you, you're making this time investment, money, resource investment. You want to make sure that you are getting the most out of it, the biggest ROI. And so grab the, the free video and it'll walk you through so you know 100% that you are on target with the right show. Jim, much appreciated. And as yeah. always, I will put all those links. I'll put the link to your LinkedIn as well, the link to the actual video show and your website yeah. in the show notes below so anyone can just click through. Thanks again for all your words of wisdom today, Jim. Good talking to you again. Good talking to you, Kevin. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end -end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.